This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Riley Smith. We're on the phone with Matt Bennett of agmarket.net as we take a look at the opening markets here for this Friday. Uh, first off, Matt, how are the grain prices looking as we open up for today? You know, uh, quiet, uh, actually. N- nothing super exciting, you know, whenever you look at, you know, kind of what we've done this week. I mean, essentially, um, you know, we, we, we've had a, a so-so week. We've been up, then back down. And, you know, who knows? We we might not end up with a whole lot of change on the week. You look at what we uh, what we ended up there last Friday as far as March corn was concerned. It was 675. As you and I talk, it's 675 and a half. But yet... On Monday, you know, we raced up to uh, 687, you know, and, and uh, we're pretty much back towards the low of the week. But uh, it doesn't look to me like there's going to be a whole lot of action. We've had some excitement uh, lately because of Argentine dryness. But this week, you know, we had more of a realization that it looks like their weather might get back to something closer to normal. And I think that's taken a little bit of the wind out of the sails. Right, and then obviously that's going to be the big situation moving forward to keep an eye on is the weather in Argentina and kind of how that Brazilian crop turns out. Um, you know, like you said, probably going to be quiet for a little bit, but when do we think that maybe the excitement for that will pick up again? You know, the biggest thing, in my opinion, is if you go ahead and you finish out the Brazil first crop, the Brazilian first crop of soybeans, which is predominantly what they plant on the first crop. You know, if you finish it out in good order and you do get some rain in Argentina, I think it's going to really uh, you know, take the shine off the soybean meal market, which is likely to spill over into some bean weakness. It's pretty much what we've seen. And so you know, I don't think you get too fired up about South American weather again until you get into the heart of maybe that safrina crop. If, you know, again, this weather improves like people think it's going to in the short run. Uh, the other thing that could really impact markets moving forward is we're starting to get you know, several people throwing out their balance sheets, um, you know, wanting to look at the new crop situation, give us acreage estimates. You know, we've seen a lot of them, you know, 90 to 91, 92 million acres on corn. I think it, uh, you know, it makes sense that we would see a bit of an uptick in acres given the uh, type of profit margins we've seen in the last couple of years. But as you start to get those balance sheets, we've seen a lot of disparity in what ending stocks might might look like depending on what everyone is projecting for demand. We know USDA took 185 million bushels of, of demand out, you know, uh, on this last report last week, and that's something you can't ignore. So I think it'd be really interesting to see where those estimates come in. And coincidentally, I'll tell you, you know, uh, my my team and myself, we really feel like uh, the corn stock situation is probably in more of a building mode, you know, than a drawing down mode, which uh, typically doesn't equate to big time rallies. Right, and there have been some rumblings about uh, drought concerns as well, because obviously uh, uh, before the ground froze last year, we really didn't get uh, nearly enough moisture uh, back in uh, to replenish those soil profiles, and then still now we're looking at those drought conditions. Uh, Do we think those concerns will kind of continue into this year, or is this one of those situations where we know that the American farmer will find a way to get that crop done? You know, so good question. I would say the only areas we're super concerned with still, uh, there's still a lot of concern out west, but mostly Kansas down through Oklahoma and Texas. Those are the areas that haven't had any moisture over the last month. Uh, they haven't had it for way longer than that. But, you know, over the last month, a lot of parts of Nebraska, Iowa, and the Dakotas into Minnesota, you know, some of the drier areas that we'd seen going in 
uh, to the winter time frame have actually had a pretty good chunk of moisture. We've been able to restore the Mississippi River uh, as far as, you know, not totally, but uh, really build uh, our draft levels to where we can float barges, uh, you know, a little fuller capacity than what we were before, you know, and recharge that soil moisture. So it looks to me like we're setting ourselves up a little better situation. Most of your forecasters are, uh, you know, saying that the La Nina is coming to an end moving more towards an El Nino during the calendar year of 23. So with that being the case, you've got to assume that the moisture situation should be uh, better overall uh, for more percentage of the U.S. than what we've seen here the last year or two. So I do feel like the weather, or Mother Nature, if you will, might cooperate just a little bit better in 23. So I certainly want to keep that in the back of my mind whenever I'm trying to put together a marketing plan that, you know, what if we would have 91 million acres and maybe a one corn yield, you know, that would be devastating for prices as far as corn is concerned. And then on the uh, other side of the ag marketplace, uh, what are we thinking we'll see in the livestock uh, markets today? You know, right now, most of the bid asks, you know, the call, if you will, is for very quiet markets, maybe a shade higher. You've seen some chop here as far as cattle's concerned, but definitely uh, off of where we were looking at, for instance, last week. You know, last week we we settled fats as far as, uh, you know, your front month, February there, you know, you, you were 157.72. Uh, and so right now we're about a buck 50 below that. Uh, it hasn't been a horrible week, but it certainly hadn't been a great week. So, you know, uh, you know, this kind of dip started actually, uh, you know, last week as we closed out the week. And so, um, you know, you, you continue on this path lower and you've got to, You've got to think that uh, uh, there's going to be some consolidation, but my personal thought is that demand's awfully, awfully strong still. Uh, numbers from a fundamental standpoint are tight enough that it's tough for me to think uh, that we're going to be in a situation where, uh, you know, we're going to see much lower cattle prices as far as uh, long term. I'm still fairly friendly. I think fundamentally you can make the case for some really robust numbers, especially as you get farther into the year. All right. Lots of great information, as always, Matt. Uh, for those of our listeners who would like to get in touch and learn more from the folks at agmarket.net, how can they do that? Agmarket.net, you just said it. So go to the website or you could go to agmarket.app. Uh, either one of those places will funnel your research uh, right to you. You can get a hold of our contact info and then look at some of the technology we provide for these producers to, to help them um, you know, manage their return on investment and profit margins. That again was Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. We'll go ahead and take a look at those opening market prices. March corn is down two even at 675 and a quarter. December new crop down a quarter of a cent at 596 even. March soybeans up three quarters of a cent at 1515 and a half. November new crop down six and a half at 1358 even. March soybean meal down 110 at 470.10. Soybean oil up six cents at 63.21. Chicago wheat down one and a half at 7.33 even. Minneapolis spring wheat down three quarters of a cent at 9.03 and a quarter. Kansas City hard red wheat down half a cent at 8.31 and a half. March oats up three quarters of a cent at 3.69 even. On the Merck, February live cattle up 20 at 156.15. January feeders down two at 178.07. February lean hogs up 102 at 77.67. February pork cutout down 52 at 84.50. January Class 3 milk unchanged at 19.45. And that's been a check of the opening markets. Thanks again to Matt Bennett of agmarket.net for joining us today here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Iowa Ag Matters. I'm Riley Smith.